Man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. It's relaunch night at Spin a Yarn. And with Jennifer carving massive portions, the kitchen is running out of prime rib. Family's left. Holy this. Oh, for sake. And with the dining room full of hungry sharks, the kitchen is at a complete standstill. If you run out now, I'm going to flip my lid. Friday, March 22nd, Laced Up a Hockey Podcast, I am Brutes Bataglia of Puck77.com. And I'm James Cole of Puck77.com. Hello there, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm not too bad. I'm good. Big weekend away. Yeah, you. so James is the host this week, and I'm not kidding, because uh, since we last recorded, I basically have been on Twitter a grand total of 20 minutes. I've watched four hockey games, and two of them I was at. So I don't know anything that really happened. There's going to be a lot of news for me. Because uh, I'm not going to put it lightly. I was in a pretty altered state for about four or five days there. So Yeah, kind of. that St. Uh, Paddy's Day out of town will get you, right? Yeah, well, it was, it was good. St. Paddy's Day was the tamest night. Really? Yeah. Well, it was Sunday night. You know, we were That's all... True. we were all boozed out by that point but yeah. we still went out we had a good time played I, some I pool so yeah. yeah played some pool so, so we went how... to uh went to a bar on sunday night called shannon's and as far as i can tell it is owned by former nhler daryl shannon so, huh yeah he lives in winnipeg i take it i guess yeah. i don't know there's pictures of daryl shannon all over the wall there so huh because i was like who's shannon is she hot and then there's just like a wall it's like yeah daryl shannon could you imagine, like, like halfway through his career, he was probably just like, I'm going to call it Shannies, and then Shanahan <laughs> showed up and just stole that dream. I hope so. Yeah. I hope somewhere out there there's an Irish pub called Shannies, and it's, like, Brendan Shanahan-themed. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So, anyway, how, how were the games? You uh, you saw two oh, of them? Oh, God. You saw the so Bruins good. on Thursday night and the Flames uh, on Saturday. So, uh, you know, I was, in, I was worried about jinxing it, but, like, at this point, I feel like I can, I can mention it as much as possible because it's not at the point where... I want the streak to be alive and I got to I got to keep it quiet. It's at the point now where it's getting kind of eerie that this keep keeps happening, but I believe I've been to 8 Jets games and uh they have been a one goal Jets win every single time. The only exception was last year when we went. It was a two goal win, but it was an empty netter. Mm. But like every single goal has come down to or every single game has come down to the last like 5 seconds. So even more impressive when you consider uh, two years prior, it was a four nothing Jets lead at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, uh, and I've seen some bad Jets teams too, but mm. uh, this team just keeps fucking rolling every time I go. I guess so. Uh, the games were great. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's the best place I think, at least in Canada, to see a National Hockey League game. Maybe not city wise, but but atmosphere at the rink. It's second to none because I, I don't. I've never really been anywhere where the in game experience is quite like this i've seen a lot of different sports in in different places and um it's something else man like it's just uh everyone there is so friendly and so uh 
it, it, honestly, some of the nicest people on, on the planet are, are, are in Winnipeg and are around the Winnipeg Jets and work at the MTS Center and are, well, Bell MTS Place now and are around the game in some capacity. I mean, we ended up talking to, uh, to some guys who own a jersey shop and I'm kind of hoping to get him on the podcast at some point in the future. Um, that just do any sort of customization of, of hockey jerseys and, and they are, uh, second to none in Winnipeg of what they do, but we went in there on uh, on Friday because I'm looking to get a name on the back of a Blues jersey that I got for cheap, and uh, we ended up talking to the guys for 20 minutes, and, and just super nice people there in Winnipeg. Everyone is so welcoming, and uh, it was a great trip, I'm not going to lie. So what I took away from that mm. was um, in the very near future, we're going to have laced up jerseys for sale. On, uh... Lace, laced up a jersey cast. Yeah, you can get your jerseys. Uh, this summer. <laughs> yeah, I guess I gotta go back to Winnipeg and arrange that, maybe with the boys. It might be a bit of a long phone call. But... If you aim for early June, you might uh, get a game out of it, too. Uh... Well, the funny thing was, we were joking. Like, we were, we were talking on Sunday how little we wanted to come back and how we wouldn't mind coming back again soon, sort of thing. And, uh, like, come back to Thunder Bay, we didn't want to come back. And, uh... We were uh, we were sitting there and we were, I was looking up uh, the schedule, the M- Bell MTS place, and I'm like, you know, the night after the playoffs start, Fleetwood Max playing here. Why don't we just fucking stay? <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be quite the addition to the uh, to the weekend for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, to st- to live there for a month for sure. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I could find work of some kind. I could work Fair at enough. Keener Jerseys with uh, with the boys. Fantastic. Yeah, Keener wow. Jerseys, proud sponsor. Of... No, I shouldn't. Oh, I should have gotten the sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. That would have been good. But yeah, nice guys. Good right trip. On. Good, Good trip, stuff. lots of booze, some steaks. Nice. Great games. Couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest with you. That's it was fantastic. It was as good as it could have been. I, like, it would have been nice if you and, like, everyone else that was supposed to come on the trip had come. It would have been even better. But I'm sure. But we'll take what we got. Fair enough. So, uh, I, I guess the natural segue at this point would be to ask you, uh, uh, have you been watching anything lately? Uh, <laughs> you were away all weekend, um, so you didn't yeah, see a, so, a goddamn thing. But ha- so have you been watching anything? In terms of television... Um, since I saw you last, I watched uh, the Players' Championship a little bit while I was hung over on Friday. I watched the um, practice session, qualifying session, and the race of the Australian Grand Prix. And uh, I think that was it, pretty much. That's some we watched <laughs> We watched uh, 30 minutes of hot fuzz one night, and then we fell asleep. And then yesterday I was tired and I was home and I was off all day, my first day back from the trip, so I watched uh, that 70s show some more. So not much. Alright. Well, I, I, I started watching oh. a new show. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've uh, witnessed any of it yourself. I, I started watching Peaky Blinders. Okay, Netflix. I thought you were going to say Billions, because no. I did watch the new episode of Billions yesterday oh, okay. as well. Oh, um, okay. I, I started watching Peaky Blinders. I, I couldn't get into it that particular day. But it does seem like a good show because I've heard enough good things about it. Yeah, Cillian Murphy, great guy. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm liking it. The British is extremely difficult to follow. Oh yeah, it's Cockney Subtitles for sure. Are on. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they say something, and it's not that it isn't English. It's just <laughs> I don't. They talk so not, fast. Not my particular English. <laughs> not my version. Not my cup of tea. No, exactly. And well, and that was the one thing I couldn't get past is because it was like they were talking, and like I'm thinking to myself, do I have to put this on subtitles? 
Yeah, <laughs> even though I speak the same language virtually as these guys, yeah. but uh, no, it's it's been a while. For yeah, sure. no, it seems good, but I've never really got into it. No, that's fair. I'm, I'm only a few episodes deep, so yeah, I can't, I can't say too much about it. But... I've committed. A, I've told enough people, so I, I'm committed now. I have to start watching Game of Thrones before it starts firing back up. I got to give it a chance because I've never literally even tried. Really, I've never tried. Um, I've heard good enough things, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if you're gonna. Well, you know, you know, I'm a sucker for good directing, and I find like a lot of these like sort of outlandish plots don't generally have good directing either to go with it. And I've heard like the directing and the the writing and everything is great. Hmm. So, like, I enjoy it. I'm gonna but... I'm gonna approach it from an artistic standpoint uh, strictly, and uh, if I happen to like get into it, great. Oh, if fantastic. not, then I'll just watch it for the scenery and shit. The best of luck to you, sir. Yeah, well, thank you, sir. So, speaking of things that we watched, yeah. one show that I know that you do watch mm. is Billions. Huge fan. So, you caught up on the most recent episode. I did. And uh, for those of you that don't watch Billions, there was a cheeky little hockey reference that I, I figured would be nice addition to the episode today. Cheeky blinders. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the whole world is just coming together today. Yep. So, um... So yeah, so so if, if you're doing you, pretty good so far. Thank, thanks. I've, <laughs> I've learned from the best, uh, I'll say, uh, and by that I mean Greg Wachinski. Um, nice. So for those of you that don't watch Billions, uh, like myself, who uh, wants to get into it but just hasn't had the time or uh, you know the uh, the access necessarily to it because I, I'm, I'm a Netflix guy primarily, but um, a conversation comes up between Damian Lewis and uh, Sarah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I haven't really watched... Um, like, I, I, I've seen season three a couple times. and But I haven't watched the show in, like, probably six months. Like, I just, like... I normally, I'll normally watch the previous season right before the right. new season starts. But I didn't do that. I didn't, okay. I didn't have enough time to prepare this time. I don't remember her ever being in an episode, this lady. But it's possible she's in a season or two. Sarah Stiles is the woman's name I've heard before. That's the character or the actress? The actress. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't recall her ever being in an episode, but she might have been in last season. I remember there being, like, a a newer girl last season that worked there that wasn't really all that important. But Mm. I I don't... I didn't think she was her, but maybe she just looks different now. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Damian Lewis, I'm I'm a big fan of. Uh, he he poses the question to uh, to to uh, Sarah. Uh, do you know why Ovi scores so much? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because Backstrom shares the puck. Mm-hmm. To which this woman replies back to Damian Lewis. Yeah, but when he does, Ovi goes bar down. This lame loser, someone else in the episode that they're referring to, loses the puck between his legs or airmails it into the glass. Nice. I loved it because it wasn't just a strictly so and so and so and so. Like it's it's they they mentioned the superstars Ovechkin and Backstrom, but they also find a way to work in a little bit of like genuine hockey terminology. You know, air, air mails into the glass or billions is very down. good writing because like anytime they make a reference like this where it's like sort of like a relevant pop culture thing, they've done their research for mm-hmm. sure. Like. Whether or not there are writers on the staff that genuinely know these things going into it, or they actually like consult people and make sure everything's correct, their their references and their analogies in that series are bang on all the time. Because it all like they'll always incorporate things that I know from other places, and uh, they do it very well. Like I mean, you know, Damian Lewis, like they play on it in the series as a huge like like classic rock, classic metal guy. Loves Metallica, loves you know Motorhead and and all these bands, and, and, you know, 
they'll reference Metallica and things like that often in the show because Damian Lewis's character, Bobby Axelrod, is actually friends with like James Hadfield and shit in the show. They've oh, been in shit. the show. And uh, so, like, they come up pretty frequently, and it's like it's always like a bang on sort of reference. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Hmm. Fantastic, yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, NHL uh, consistently tells us that they are a league uh, that markets its teams, not its players. And uh, anytime you get a pop reference, uh, pop culture reference with a couple current guys mixed in with some hockey terminology, I'm, it was I'm a, a fan. It was a good one. Nice. Now, have you like how did you come up across this uh, through Bar Down? Okay. Yeah. So you haven't started watching Billions yet? No, sir. You got to take the time. I, I should. You really need yeah. to. And, and where do you find Billions? Like, how, how do you get a hold of well, it? Well, see, so I have I have Crave TV, mm. but like at my house, we also have it on television. Like we have the Crave TV and like A and E and and show. Okay. It's particularly on Showtime. Yeah, yeah. So we also have Showtime on TV. So like I will watch some of the episodes when they're on live. Or within the hour, they're up on Crave TV, and you can just stream them. Mm. So yeah, not not a Crave guy. Um, I could watch it, I, I suppose, in real time live, but I'd have to get caught up. Do first, you have Showtime? So. No, no. Mm. I don't know how you'd watch it live then if you don't have Showtime. On, or, it's strictly on Showtime, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay. It might be on HBO, but like, it's a, definitely a Showtime show. Okay. Like, see, the thing with Crave is that when you subscribe now, now they have like a bonus package. And within this bonus package, you get all these movies, but you also get, like, an HBO, like, package. I'm not really into paying for that, because I already get all that stuff for free with my television package. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, thinking about canceling Crave, but it does come in handy when I miss an episode of Billions. So I'm basically paying $10 a month to have a subscription to Billions. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I may not follow soon. No. No. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, everything else I watch on there is a movie or, or an HBO, and I, I haven't got the premium package. I haven't gone out and done it yet. So, like, now I'm just, uh, now I'm lost. Mm. Yeah. But. Fair enough. Great show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, like I said, just a nice nice reference that I, that I tossed it in there, considering uh, it was myself that had to make the breakdown for this week <laughs> for a change. So yeah, was, again, man. I was like, really you know, scrambling I'm, to... I'm sorry uh, to leave you out hanging no, dry, but... I'm, uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad the weekend was a success. Yeah, honestly, been, I'm not going to lie. It was one of my favorite trips I've been on. Like, fantastic. it was just, yeah, it yeah. was... It was it was nonstop, just hemorrhaging money, but it was great. Nice hemorrhaging money. A nice New Jersey hanging next to me. Yeah, I, I got a I got a Blake Wheeler Aviators jersey. I'm very very proud of it. Did they wear the Aviator jersey? They did on nice. Saturday night. Okay. So I, I made sure I had it on. Um, yeah, I'm, you know what? You know what's funny? Like those jerseys came out, and I couldn't stand them at the beginning of the year. And every single time I see them, uh, they grow on me. Oh yeah, and by the time Saturday now Saturday came around, I was like, yeah, I'm buying one of these 100. percent So like, for, for myself, I I'd probably if it was me, I'd just add a little red somewhere, just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit somewhere. There but... there are ways I think they could tweak it a little bit, but you know what? I, I've kind of I've kind of settled with yeah. it. The one thing that I was a little bit disappointed with, I could have paid more money. Now, granted, I used my discount for my for my job, so I got a pretty good deal with uh, with where I got it. But you know, if I wanted to pay 300 400 for a jersey, I could have got any player. But where I got it done, like, they only had four different player kits. Mm. So I kind of had to decide within there. And one of them was Bufflin, who I already have a Bufflin jersey. Yeah. So I went with Blake Wheeler. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, fair you know, enough. El Capitano. And, and if you had your uh, free choice of anyone? I, I would have got Adam Lowry. Really? I, I wanted an okay. I've always wanted... You know, you know that. I well, wanted an Adam yeah, Lowry jersey. Yeah. yeah. The the one issue was they didn't have any uh, C's where I got it done. So they have to have a C shipped to me. 
but um, had I known that, I might have got like a different player or something like that. But the options were Bufflin, Ehlers, Hellebuck, and uh, and Wheeler. They were out of Shifley's at that point. Mm. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, I can't go wrong with the captain. No, no, no. Well, moving on. I think uh, I think it's time we address the elephant in the room. Uh, this week was uh, really highlighted by one event and one event only, and that would be the start of. March Madness, uh, when you're listening to this, it'll have started yeah. already yesterday. Yeah. For us, it starts tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, for for us in this timeline, <laughs> we're, we're living in a in a pre-March Madness world here, unfortunately. Yeah. This is a dark gray day, literally, figur- figuratively and uh, literally. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, we're both big fans of the tournament. And, uh, huge. Uh, it was actually on a trip to Winnipeg in in which I fell in love with it for the first time. Yeah. So it's don't get me wrong. Like I I have a sh- I have a couple shifts this weekend. I'm looking at maybe switching them for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week because mm-hmm. I would like to watch as as much of this as possible. I'll tape games and watch them the next day. Sometimes like I I, I you're gonna ask me next week or I'm gonna ask you because I guess I'll be back hosting. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. You might do a good enough job. We the, can just get the you. people will uh, we should, replace we should, you. We should alternate every week. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll watch the viewership go down on certain <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, it's, no, it's, uh, it's a brutes week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Like, uh, I, I will probably not watch anything else. Yeah. Like, I will tape as many games as I can tape. They will be on in the background when I'm doing things, even if there isn't March Madness on certain days. And once I run out of games to watch on, like, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, when I'm not working, yeah, maybe then I'll watch some hockey or some shows. But other than that, I'm not going to lie, pretty fucking checked out of the NHL the next few weeks. So so, so next week's podcast is going to be very March Madness-centric. I, I'm hoping you pay attention to hockey, oh, and then I, okay. can just, I can just be the, like, ill-informed Dave Lozo version of the podcast, just sitting here like, you know what I don't get is when... Uh, is when Cincinnati had the ball there, right, with with 45 seconds left. See, like, normally you want to hang it on and, and get the shot clock going. But what they did was is they is they lined up this three-pointer. And I thought, like, I thought it was a bold move. But they, they pulled it off, and they're on to the round of uh, 16. Uh, Rutgers would be dominating <laughs> in this game right now. Uh, see, what I don't get is about Rutgers. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not, I'm going to be watching this tournament. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so who you got? Who's your team? Who, what do you? Okay, I, well, I know you got a, a soft spot for certain teams. So, but here, here's the thing. Okay, I, I, I'm also a pretty firm believer in the old, don't spoil your pick until Thursday at noon. Oh. So I, I've got my wow. bracket filled out, but I, I'm not. I'm not saying who I've got winning the tournament. What, what I will say, there are some teams I am excited to watch. There are some upsets. Like I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go ahead and mention some upsets that I picked, but. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disclose who I have winning the tournament. But see, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know there was a some sort of voodoo rule. Well, I'm this. I'm like that. Other people are like that, but oh. that doesn't mean that that you have to be like that. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it's worked for me. I've won two out of the three brackets I've ever done. So, you know, I'm gonna keep that going. But that's that's actually impressive. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So I mean, I've got the, the like it's just so trendy to take Duke. Because they're so damn good, and like I shouldn't say trendy, it's smart to take Duke probably because they're so damn good. But like, I don't know. Like, there's just there's something about them. They're almost too good, and and some teams probably been planning for them for so long, and they're just gonna run into the wrong team. And I don't know. I'm, I will say I don't have Duke winning the tournament. Mm. I, I will say that I don't have them losing to in the against the 16 seed. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I have not filled out my bracket yet. Sure. Um, so, 
when I when I say I like this team, it's not necessarily the team that I am going to pick to win it because, as as we all know, brackets they're such a, a fickle fickle bitch, and uh, uh, it takes a little bit more than a, a five minute breakdown to uh, decide uh, how you want to play it. But I like I like the Michigans, both of them. Uh, yeah, Michigan and Michigan State. Obviously, they they can't meet in the finals. They're in their, they're in the same bracket. Yeah, but uh, they, they uh, especially Michigan. Not so much Michigan State, but Michigan has been really hot uh, the last little while. See, and a lot of people have their reservations about Michigan going into it. Like I was listening to some some things today where they thought Michigan should be like a three or four seed, mm. and that that might like catch up with them being a two seed because okay. they're not as good as they should be. Okay. But I mean, like I'm a team. Like I I, I do like Michigan's program a lot. I, I took them last year to go to the finals, and and I got that i guess but uh yeah i don't know i i'm i'm normally not a believer in michigan state but i will say i did uh i did pick them a little bit further than i have in years past this year anyway fair enough uh heartbreakingly uh no loyola place uh chicago uh this year <laughs> um so the 95 year old nun uh whose name i cannot remember sister jean will have to wait Mama at least jean? one more year sister jean something like that all right so yeah yeah i will say i, I do uh, I'll, I'll give you my biggest upset okay oh. and, and it's a combination of two hit me okay um it, it's in the south division i've got uh the oregon ducks beating the university of wisconsin okay and i've got uc irvine beating kansas state wow meaning a meeting of a 12 and a 13 seed in the round of 32 so i've got uc irvine winning that and uc irvine going to the round of 16 I was say, so they're you, they're my darlings. You, this you've year. you've got a thirteen going to the the sweet sixteen. Yeah, that's wild. I, I'm invested in UC Irvine this year. I don't have them winning that game. That's as far as they're going because they're going to run into Virginia there. I, I, think, I and, pulled that off last year, in which I took a, a thirteen to go to the round of sixteen. Yeah, but it it didn't involve them beating a twelve seed in the in the thirty two. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, see, uh, if I'm going to be wrong, and the funny thing is, is if I'm going to be wrong about any either of those teams, I think it's going to be UC Irvine. But I think Oregon is for sure going to beat uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, actually, I, I can't, it's, it's hard to remember 64 teams, but I, I didn't remember Oregon being as low as they are. That's, that's, yeah, that's Oregon, a, that's Oregon doesn't good... have an amazing basketball program anymore. No. And, uh, no, like, they're similar to Baylor. Like, Baylor used to be good, and they've kind of faded off. Like, Baylor's like a nine seed this year, and... They're really, really good rebounding team, but like they're kind of also small, so it's kind of they're kind of weird too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so here, here's my last question on March Madness for you. Yeah, uh, as we did last year, will we see a number one seed upset in the first round? No, 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 no upset. No. All right. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think the one seeds are too strong this year. Like a lot of people believed in Virginia last year, and and I didn't really get it. Like I I knew that they were not going to do that well. Um, I didn't have them fucking losing against the 16 seed, but I definitely didn't have them going that far. Um, this year, I, I don't really see it. I, in fact, uh, I mean, Virginia is back as number one seed, so there's yeah. uh, some precedent. Here. Oh no, I don't believe in them again this year. I just think they're, <laughs> I think they'll do better. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the, the, the worst number one, not the worst number one seed, but what number one seed I have losing first. Actually, see, like, you take the good with the bad with me. Like, it may, maybe it seems like I do know college basketball, but I also have Duke losing in the round of 16. Mm. So I I might be very, very wrong there. There's a pretty good chance I'll be very, very wrong. But whatever. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, time for some hockey. This is a hockey guess, podcast yeah, after you'll, all. You'll have to see. I'm, like, I'm going to be almost, like, listening to this. You're this on week. vacation still. I'm, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, like... 
I I didn't really plan on it, but like I've really adopted the Bob McKenzie mail it in March because mm-hmm. like like I said, till March Madness it over is over, I am fucking cruising. So until the playoffs, I'm this is all you. Yeah, no, if, like, and and for those of you, <laughs> you better uh, keep watching hockey. Yeah, for those of you listening at home, I can tell you in in all honesty. I got Brute sitting across from me right now. He's got his sunglasses on, a tank top, big straw hat, a pina colada on his hand. He is in vacay mode yep. still. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping that uh, that pina maybe is a virgin because uh, a lot of a lot of damage done to the the liver this past yeah, weekend. Fuck. I'm sure. But... Yeah, and everyone I was on the trip with, the, like over the weekend, yesterday was our first day back in town, and every single one of them touched alcohol yesterday. Wow. And I'm like, I. I, I gotta give the body a break. That's dancing with the devil for sure. I, I was debating whether or not I'm even gonna, like, I had plans for this coming weekend and yeah. involved a couple of beverages, and I, I'm not sure I'm gonna be drinking when I do those things. Fair enough. No, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can do it. Okay. I'll get pretty drunk, probably. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so, um, the Tempe Lightning. Uh, sure. this past weekend, they clinched the President's Trophy for the yeah. first time in, uh, team history. Did they ever? First time, eh? First time. I was, uh, as well, I was surprised. I thought yeah. they had a really good team in the 2000s there somewhere, but yeah. okay. Like, I, maybe okay. they won an Eastern Conference, but, you know, Detroit or something in the West. Yeah, maybe. well, they were the uh, number one seed uh, when they won the Cup, I yeah. think. They just weren't, they didn't win the President's Trophy. Yeah. I knew that, but. So they hmm. did it in, I believe, uh, 73 games. Uh, they're sitting at 116 points, Jesus 56 Christ. wins. Um, that is six back of the all-time record. See, they're like Duke, man. Yeah. They're like Duke. They're too good. They're too someone's going to beat them. Yeah. Probably not, but... So, my question to you, where does this Tampa Bay Lightning season stand in, you know, the ultimate sphere of, of great teams that the league has seen? Is is this the oh, okay. greatest team that we've ever seen? I thought you were, were going to ask me in like the stratosphere of the of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm like, well, this is their best team. For sure. I, I think this is by oh, far land, their landslide. Best team. Yeah. Landslide. It's not even close. So, but again, they're six back of the all time wins record. They've got uh, what is it? Nine games to do it. It won't be easy, but it's definitely within their shot. It begs the question: They have to like, win six more games to be the best regular season to, team to tie the record for most to wins. Tie it. Yeah. So they, if they if they win seven, they've got it. If they go seven of nine, then they got it. They who, can go nine of nine. Who do they play? Uh, I have their. I you got it right there? here. Okay. So they play the Washington Capitals uh, this Tonight. evening, uh, last night or tomorrow, depending on, on on who you're talking to. I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say Washington beats them tonight. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then tomorrow they have uh, they're in Carolina. Storm surge will be hot. No, they'll win. No surge. No surge. Okay. No. Uh, Saturday night, they've got... Uh, they're in St. Louis. They'll win. They'll win. All right. Uh, Monday night, they host the Bruins. <laughs> wow. Uh, they'll win. Okay. Uh, the following Saturday, they host the Capitals. I'm going to say they'll lose again. Okay. Yeah. I think the Capitals are going to are gonna have their number again. Uh, then they finish out the ro- uh, the season with four straight road games. Nice. They are in Ottawa on uh, April first. Well, they'll lose for sure. April Fools. April Fools. Yeah, the 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 Bolts will win. All right. Uh, the next night they are in La Belle Province against Les Canadiens. See, now that's a tough one it because is. if Montreal's got their season on the line by Fighting that point for their lives, I think I. I don't know. Like Montreal's Second tough. Second game like, of a back-to-back. I keep wanting to write Montreal off, but like they beat Philadelphia last night, and I was pretty surprised with that. I thought Philly was going to win that game for sure. 
Record or, not, record or not, I think the Lightning have to be resting some guys in that second game. Because this is a lot of hockey down the stretch for... Bell Pro- against Bell Province, yeah. Second yeah. half. Like, the backup's going That's in for Montreal? Sure. Yeah. What night is it? It's a Tuesday night. I was going to say, if it's Saturday, I'm yeah. taking Montreal right. for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly think Montreal might win that too then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two days later, they are in Toronto. They'll win. And to tie the record in your scenario... They finish the season Saturday night in Boston. Oh, they'll win. They'll win? They'll so they're going to tie the record, but you I, don't think, I think they'll so. break it. No, I think they'll tie it. Okay. They'll tie it. I mean, that is not an easy schedule regardless. So no. even if I'm wrong about the Caps beating them twice or and Montreal beating them, like I feel like they could very easily lose three games in that nine-game stretch. Oh, for sure. Like Again, I, and we talked about it. Like they, they could be resting guys at that point, like... How much does John Cooper care about sixty-two wins? Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he cares yeah, very much. I don't think no. so. There's a bigger, not bigger much, goal. Not much of an ego there. I don't think. No, for sure. No. So he wants to win. He's like ba- he's like Babcock, but he's his own worst enemy. Like Babcock too. Like his player deployment is kind of an odd decision a lot mm-hmm. of the times. But both good coaches. Fair enough. So yeah. So obviously um, they're within striking distance for you. You have them tying it. Uh, that would tie it with the 95-96 Detroit Red Wings. Uh, there's been some talk about the late 70s Habs, uh, the 50s Dynasties, the Oilers in the 80s. Uh, so, yeah, like wh- where do you see the Lightning in the in the grand scheme of the best team ever discussion? Well, I mean, the, th- the thing is, is like, you take a look at the rosters in 95-96 in Detroit, um, you know, obviously in the 70s in Montreal. Like, there's more star power on those teams than there is on this Tampa Bay team. Like, let, let's not kid ourselves. It's it's not even it's not even close. Now, is that a hindsight observation? Well, but but see, that, that's sort of what I'm getting at, though, is, like, for sure there's more star power. Like, I really don't think that's up for debate, but if you want to debate it, you can. But to me, what's most impressive about Tampa Bay is they're doing it in the salary cap era. Mm-hmm. Like, they're doing it where there's confinements, and, like, Montreal could just give any fucking hall of fame player like five shillings and then they'll uh they'll sign with them back in the 70s you know what i mean pay exactly. them and pay them in sh- fucking schwartz's deli bread yeah but like and same thing in detroit like you know the they were willing to spend money the ownership was willing to spend the money willing to pay these guys he has twenty thousand dollars worth of stocks at little caesars thanks mike <laughs> illich i remember darren mccarty wanted to go to the new york rangers and what they decided to do was they gave him a deal where his band could play at Shilligan's across the street from Joe Lewis Arena every Monday night where the Red Wings weren't playing. And that was enough for Darren McCarty. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you were saying. I, I, I think it's more, I think it's, I think the argument is there that they are the best team of all time because, uh, well, I mean, sorry, provided they win six of the next nine. If the Lightning go two and seven over the next nine, I think that's a bit a little bit of a different discussion. But I still think they're in the conversation for the greatest teams of all time because to do it within the salary cap era is impressive. Now, granted, you can make a little bit of an argument where they're paying some of their players a little bit less because of the no tax situation. These players have still decided to stay there. They've still managed to lock them down. You know, Nikita Kucherov's contract aside, like. He signed that before he was this version of Nikita Kucherov. Mm -hmm. He was still very, very good. He was one of the best wingers in the league. He wasn't the best winger in the league, and now he is, probably. I mean, I I would say. So, 
at least this year. You know, it's sure. very possible Nikita Kucherov gets 86 points next year or less. Right. But uh, 86, nice. Nice. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I do legitimately believe though, if this team can can go at least five and four over the next nine, this is probably the best team we've seen. Um, you know, it, it's tough to say. It's it's definitely the best team in the salary cap era for me. Um, it's definitely in the conversation of greatest team ever. Uh, one thing that we allude to all the time about the uh, 95-96 Red Wings that did set that record for, for not only wins but points as well is that, uh, you know, they didn't win the Cup. Uh, yeah. They went to the finals the year before, and they won the next two Cups in 97 and 98. But uh, that 96 team, they didn't win the Cup. So how great is a season if you don't ultimately win the championship at the, at the end of the year? And, and there's something to be said about, you know, being uh, being a great regular season team and um, 82 games is, uh, you know, maybe a tougher tougher challenge than, you know, 16 wins in, in the postseason. So you, you can look at it different ways. But I, I think that the Tampa Bay Lightning... A lot of this discussion will will sit on how they fare in the playoffs. Like if if they go out in the first round for whatever reason, um, I think this conversation, this this narrative about them being the best ever, kind of goes out the window. Um, whether that's right or not, based on their eighty two game season, is is again it's up for it's up for you to decide. But uh, I, I think at the end of the day, the uh, the seventy eight Habs are are always going to be uh, that team in my mind where um you you Bob Gainey on the fourth line sure, yeah that's fine right Scotty Bowman <laughs> behind the bench you know Sam Pollock as the GM like they had the best of everybody at every position and you know they 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 could have had 62 wins if they played an 82 or an 84 game schedule but they weren't playing an 82 or 84 game what schedule What a fucking turnaround then. man for John Cooper like I've got to say because honestly like coming into the season I had my thought I thought he was probably going to get fired if they didn't do something like this at least oh yeah because well I mean like I feel like they lost all respect to the capitals but I feel like the lightning lost that series more than the capitals won that series last year mm. like I thought John Cooper shot himself in the foot by playing Ryan Callahan, 16, 18 minutes a night by playing Dan Girardi, second, first pairing minutes some nights. Like, these guys are decent and good depth pieces because they are veterans and because they just have a certain way about them. But, like, that doesn't mean it's 2006 anymore and Ryan Callahan's the best player to go throw out there against a scoring line. Right. He's not good anymore. No. It's over for Ryan Callahan. Like, it's over. But... Coming into the year, like I thought he was like the leading candidate to get Seattle because I thought it was in and out this year. And now, right now, if I had a vote, he's 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 now my Jack Adams vote. John Cooper and Stevie Stevie Y team up again in Seattle round two. Or, but uh, no, I, I agree. He's definitely. I think he's he's my Jack uh, Adams uh, winner at this point. Uh, a lot of people will point to the roster and say, "Oh, any coach could." Well, you know what? No, that's not really how it works. And you, you, I don't. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I like don't know. Nikita Kucherov has not been on pace for 130 points in a fucking season before. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like, yeah. All these guys are having amazing seasons, and like them being healthy helps. But I mean, like, 
I think there's something special with this team. I think they're doing things differently, and um, I think it's all there for once. And I, I think the co- it starts with the coaching staff. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If there's if, if there's one guy that I would maybe put ahead of John Cooper uh, for the Jack Adams, it, it might be Rick Tockett. That would be about it. Yeah, that's that's the end of the list as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I still I still I still think Trotz ahead of Tockett for me, but. There's no denying the three of them have done remarkable things with their teams this year, like, for yeah. sure. I, I think a lot of Trotz's success has just been uh, goaltending-focused. You know, I mean, I don't think he was expecting Robin Leonard to show up with a 930. PDO, man. PDO. Sure. Yeah. It's like, you can't tell me that this fucking team is suddenly good when they've got Valtteri Filppula and Komarov and whoever is on that wing operating the way that line has been like give me a break this mm. is not a good fucking hockey no, team they're, they're going to they're going to get murdered at some point i was going to ask you can you name the eight teams that have won the stanley cup and the president's trophy in the same season oh yeah yeah i was, was going to touch on the fact that teams don't do that anymore yeah um eight teams eight teams okay and the president's trophy began in 1981 mm. i thought it was 84 Okay, but so I'm not it definitely going, wasn't around before 81. I'm not going any further back than no, that. Eh? No, okay. no, I thought it was 84. But. Okay, so the 2013 Blackhawks did it yep. in the short-out season. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I believe the 02 Red Wings. 85-86 was the first year for the President's Trophy, by the way. Okay. I believe the 02 Red Wings did it. Yeah. I believe the 08 Red Wings did it. Yeah. Three for three. Um, Better than the over-unders. Thank you. The Dallas Stars, 99. Yep. Now, now I'm... Oh, the Rangers, 94. Yep. The only Eastern Conference team to do it. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, Eastern Conference team at the time. Anyway. Fair, yeah. I'm going to go... Well, this is where I get a little confused. I, I believe the Oilers did it. Now, it's just what, what, you know, installment of the Oilers was it. Um, As a... I'm going to go... 87 Oilers. Yep. I'm going to go 89 Flames. Yep. Seven for seven. <sighs> All right. You won't Crunch do it. time here. You this won't do is, it. This is it, eh? I'm done. You won't do it. I'm done. No, I'm just trying to throw you off. You, you. I feel... I, I would have got this one, but... All right. I didn't know the stars were that good. I wouldn't have guessed the stars. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 03 Devils. Uh, that's a, that's a fair guess. No, it was the... Uh, the 2001 Colorado Avalanche. Mm, I was yeah. juggling the two of them. So. Yeah. Very good. All right, you're the host, so do whatever you got to do. Right. Um, <laughs> just uh, to keep on with our uh, Tampa Bay Lightning discussion, uh, laced up around a poll uh, yesterday, and whether you voted or not. Poll guys. We uh, we appreciate I think uh, I did vote. taking the time out to uh, to, to vote. And it was, so the question was, um, Stephen Stamkos uh, this past weekend passed Vincent LeCavier. For the all-time uh, lead in Tempe Lightning uh, goals scored on the uh, in, in history of the franchise, uh, and we want to know who is the greatest Tempe Lightning in the history of the franchise. We gave you a few options: Steven Stamkos, of course, uh, the man he passed, Vincent LeCavier, uh, Dark Horse, Marty St. Louis, coming off uh, with no mention prior, uh, and and other. Um, and the results uh, show uh, Marty St. Louis with fifty-three percent of the vote. I know you're a big Marty guy. I'm assuming that was your uh, your vote as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say Marty, and and I do have to clarify. Like, it, it's it's based on what we've seen so far. Definitely. Stamkos does not have a Stanley Cup, and 
after this season, if they don't win, it's possible to start considering the fact that he might not win one in Tampa Bay. Because I don't know, I don't know what the reaction is after this season if they don't win. Because it's been the same crew for quite a while. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know what it, what you try differently. And I'm not saying they should blow it up. I'm just saying that is something that other people might do. So would you put him behind Le Cavier still? With Le no, Cavier having I, a cup? I think Stamkos is still your guy. Uh, I think Stamkos is just a better individual player than Vincent Le Cavier. I think he probably has been most of his career. Right. Um... And, you know, I'm not going to argue that Stamkos maybe isn't a better player than St. Louis either was. But St. Louis has a lot more intangibles uh, on his resume than Stamkos does at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully Stamkos has a lot more time left because I do really like him. Uh, what is he, 28? He's a year older than Tavares, so he's going to be 29 at least. Is he a year old? I thought Tavares was... Anyway, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping he has more time and... and is willing to add to that resume. I mean, like, hey, Ovechkin never won a Stanley Cup till he was 32 as well. Like, like, maybe if it doesn't work this year, they keep the group together and they just keep trying and trying and trying and making little tweaks, and eventually they get there. Um, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to at least say that some people might push the panic button a little bit. That's fair. Uh, rightly or wrongly. I don't know. Probably wrongly to me. But oh, and, and you heard it with his former GM as well. Like there was a, there was a time when, uh, you know, Detroit wanted to trade Steve Yeisman because he just, he wasn't, he wasn't good yeah. enough. He couldn't get the job done. Right. Yeah. And, 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 so. and it's not to say for me that Stamkos maybe is the piece that they would move if they were to panic, but, um, they may make a move that makes the team worse and thus, um, uh, hurting Stamkos's chance to actually yeah. win a cup in Tampa Bay. You know what Definitely. I mean? I, I don't know if, I doubt he would ever get traded, but, um, well, not ever, but anytime soon. So, yeah, I don't know. Stamkos receiving 33% of the vote on that poll. Uh, Vincent LeCavier and other uh, tied with seven. So, Hmm. just to give you some context on what the people believe. Nice. So, I can't do it like you can, otherwise I'd, you know, I would, but. It's for the people. uh, Yes, that's the one. Uh, So, moving along, we've got, uh, we've got some, some issues going on in, uh, in Hogtown. The six T dot. I don't think smoke. I've ever heard Hogtown. Really? I don't think so. Okay. Smogtown, maybe. Yeah, Hog Hogtown. Uh, that was a that was a thirties uh, era type nickname. Uh, meat processing. Really hit plants. and miss with their uh, nicknames in the thirties. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. You take what you can get. The depression hit us all. Yeah. Um. I feel that. Speaking of depressions, uh, the <laughs> Leafs are going through one at the moment. Uh. Uh, currently on a, a one in five slide, um, that's seen them trailing by at least, I believe, three goals in every one of those. Um, you didn't get a chance to watch, I take it, the Friday night or Saturday night games, uh, with the St. Pat's jerseys I, on. Uh, I saw the highlights of Friday night. Yeah. I don't think I saw one highlight about Saturday other than Garrett Sparks' comments after the game. So. Okay. Uh, so, with that being said, do we think there's something going on maybe with Freddie Anderson? I don't. You don't? Uh, but I have the benefit. I mean, you put this on the breakdown yesterday or days ago. I watched the game last night. I, I saw Frederick Anderson look very good. Hmm. Um, what I have seen out of this out of this slide, I, I, I think people have a fucking tendency to panic on a lot of goals and, and call them bad. Like, I, I really don't think there's a lot of people out there that know what a good save looks like sometimes. Um, or sorry, what a bad goal looks like sometimes. 
I, I don't really know. I think Frederick Anderson has looked pretty much like Frederick Anderson lately. The team in front of him has been horrendous because uh, the third best defenseman in their lineup is fucking Nikita Zaitsev. Like, what what are you going to do? I, I don't think he's hurt. Um, I think he was a, maybe a little bit off his game. I, I don't see hurt. Um, I, I Again, I, I think Frederick Anderson has played just fine. Maybe not Vesna Trophy level, but I think you can make the argument that maybe Frederick Anderson isn't a Vesna Trophy level goaltender anyway, and maybe has been playing a little bit above his head so far this season. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think he's looked fine. Uh, I think Leafs Twitter is going to take every opportunity to panic when they can. I think there's people talking about now that Mike Babcock and Kyle Dubas are having a fucking fight, and I don't see it that way. Um Look, people like to panic about this team, and I think there are a lot of people on the internet that do think Frederick Anderson's hurt, or that there's some sort of an issue that isn't there, and I I legitimately think the Leafs are just playing worse in front of him, because the lineup in front of Frederick Anderson is worse, and the coach is making some pretty fucking questionable decisions on who's seeing the bulk of the ice time. Uh, flu bug also going through the uh, dressing room uh, over the past week. Maybe. Well, yeah. a few guys have missed uh, for, due to illness. So yeah, my, my. Uh, you, you could say that Freddie may be feeling some effects from that as well. In any case, uh, the numbers are pretty black and white. Uh, hasn't been good uh, for uh, the Leafs uh, this past week. Um, so if, if you were Mike Babcock, uh, what, w- what would you be your approach uh, through these last nine games of the season you you've got really no chance of catching the Bruins you've really got no no worries from anyone coming from behind you um is this the time to say hey look maybe maybe some guys aren't right maybe some guys are sick some guys are hurt uh rest them up or do they need this this down the stretch play to get back in the groove back in the winning way uh both I think I I I think there's no real reason to force guys in the lineup if they're if they're less than 100 percent but they do need to get back on track a little bit, and they do need to find a way to, to get back to their game. And, and um, to be able to beat the Bruins, they, they need to have the puck more. So they need to figure out what is stopping them from having the puck. And to me, it's it's a lot of little things. It's, uh, it's bad line combinations. It's bad defensive pairing combinations. Um, a lot of it seems to be that they're tired or... Uh, for whatever reason, not thinking clearly. Because last night, like, here, here's what I saw, and I had to fight the urge to tweet it because I was so fucking pissed off watching the game last night, was with a minute or a minute and a half or however much time left, and the Leafs have the net open, and Marner gets the puck on the boards, and he's at the, the half wall, and he puts it up to Tavares, who's on the top of the circle, who then puts it up to Riley, who's on the blue line. With two Nashville Predators pressuring them. I don't know why Tavares didn't think to give it back to Marner. And put it through the Predators players. Why Riley didn't think to play it off the boards back down to Marner. You're outnumbering these fucking guys in this little area. And you're playing the puck back towards your net constantly. Led to the empty net goal. The Leafs lose the game. Hmm. It was one mistake of many little things that they've been doing lately. And to me... Those are three of your best players, if not your three best players. I don't really understand why that was the decision. To me, they look tired. And if they are tired, why are they tired? Because it's not like all of them are playing 
26, 27 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. These are all elite elite athletes that should be able to play a 26 or 27 minute hockey game. Because I got news for you, you're going to have to in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. One of those games is going to go to overtime probably. Yeah. You're going to need to be able to play at an elite level for a longer time. They need to find a way to iron out these little issues and to get back on track because I'm not in panic mode. They're still a very good hockey team. There's a lot to be said there. But there are a lot of little things that are going wrong right now, and I think they have to find a way to get back there. So I think it is crucial that they play their guys to an extent. As much as they can, eh? Yeah, Yeah. I I think so. I think it's the only way to fix these issues because practicing for the next two weeks and doing all these things in practice is only going to help so much. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I've any- coached a lot of good practice teams. Yeah, yeah. It's doing it in a game. That's that's where the test is. Fair. Is there any credence maybe to calling up some guys from the minors, giving them a shot, see what you have down there? Well, I think regardless, like, I don't think there's any real question that they've probably got the right personnel on the team. Like, I don't really think there's anyone on the Marlies short of maybe Callie Rosen that helps this team right now. Okay. Because the issues are stronger on the back end, I think, than among the forwards. Yeah, the forward um, the forward group, I think, when healthy, is going to be competitive. I don't have a lot of concerns no. there. Like, I mean, uh, Matthews needs to find a way to be a little more consistent, I think, just in his overall game. Because uh, I think offensively he's pretty good every night. But um, he needs some, to find a way to get nights. a little more involved yeah. some nights. Yeah. And uh, that's not a, a knock on him. That's just something that he can do better that he's capable of doing. Um, I think Marner has that issue, and I feel like I'm in the vast minority that feels that way, but I think Marner has some nights where he's really non-existent. Um, the only leaf to me that I notice every single night in a forward group is William Nylander. Uh, because even, like, Kapanen you notice, but that's because he's faster than all hell. Like, you know what I mean? It's hard not to notice him, but he's not necessarily doing anything productive with yeah. with his speed every night. In terms of noticing leaf forwards, it goes Kapanen speed, Moore's ass, and then Willie Nylander. Moore's ass. So, yeah. Sweet ass. Yeah. Huge uh, ass. My my issue uh, with the team right now is, is and I hate to agree with Leafs Twitter, Zaitsev has to see the ice less. There's no he just has to, because yeah. like, it, you're, I've seen no real consistent signs that he's finding his game again this year. Yeah. There's been one out of every five games, or one out of every seven games, where he has a good night. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe he'll get back to it, and the next night's a little worse. The next night's a little worse than that, and, like, it just kind of keeps going, and then all of a sudden we're back to this thing where Nikita Zaitsev has a 13% fucking Corsi, and the Leafs lose the game, and he's minus three. Mm-hmm. And he's playing with Muzzin, and then it's like, well, Muzz- now Muzzin sucks. Like, we're not using Muzzin to his advantage, because we're trying to force him to play more minutes with this guy who sucks, and it's not the way to fix it. Yeah. Zaitsev needs to play less, Muzzin needs to play more. With players that Muzz- that make Muzzin better and that Muzzin can make better. Zaitsev's a lost fucking cause. Mm. Play him on your third pairing and play him 13, 14 minutes a night. Maybe he panics a little bit less. If he panics the same amount, it's still less mistakes because he's on the ice less. Yeah. There's no need to overthink this shit. Yeah, I think ideally once once you get maybe your, your top four back healthy with Gardner and Dermott... Uh, I, I even just one of them like sure. D- Dermot would be, would work wonders right now. They're they're both expected back around the same time, right, right around playoff time. Uh, well, and I don't know if you've seen too because like I, I was on Twitter less, but I saw this is there are a, a lot of people reporting that they don't think Jake Gardner's back for the first round of the playoffs. Like apparently right. he has not made many strides. I didn't, I didn't um, see that uh-huh. literally and figuratively, just hasn't made many strides on the ice. And because uh, there have been days where because I believe he's skating. 
Yeah. But there are days where he still doesn't skate. Okay. And that's not very typical for someone with a back injury. Hmm. Um, he should be able to kind of just go at some point. So, because it is back, right, with Gardner? Yeah, it's a disc. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. But uh, regardless, they could use one of the two back, preferably Jake Gardner, but I kill for some Travis Dermott right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, if, if you make your third pairing Hainsey and Zaitsev and you hide them in the playoffs, I think you can get by sure. with those other four. But Honestly, like I'd be fine with like Dermott playing with uh, Muzzin. Yeah, that's, whoever that's my with idea. Riley. Like, I, don't, I don't even give a shit who yeah. plays with Riley. Not Zaitsev either, but right. whoever you got to play there. Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, that's. Uh, I don't love it. No, I don't love where they're at. But it's it is what it is. It's uh, as, as I keep telling people, it's it's still the best it's been in, in my lifetime. So yeah, I can't complain too well, much. Well, I mean that's that's the thing too, right? And like I, I look at it, and, like the the Jets didn't have quite the same issues that the Leafs are having, um, because for the most part, Paul Maurice's player deployment is pretty perfect for the roster he he has. Um, but they did have a little slide there towards the end of February where these guys were hurt. And even Morrissey was in the lineup for a lot of it. Uh, but since Morrissey's gone out, you know, Ben Sherratt has found a new level to his game. And he's been unbelievable lately. Sammy Niku's been a great Benny replacement. And Benny and the Jets, eh? Uh, they're really, like, they're, I, I was watching them. Like, there's not really a weak link on the blue line other than Bolu. Mm-hmm. That's because he has to play more. Because he's the only guy that can sort of fit Truba's style. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So... On that left side, without Morrow and Morrissey, you're kind of you're kind of limited. Uh, you could call Bogdan up, but who the hell knows what he is? Uh, the Bogdan, the Bogdan man. All I can think of is Walter White's boss at the car wash uh, with the fucking eyebrows, yeah, yeah. Bogdan. Yeah, that's all I can think yeah. of. Fair enough. Well, moving along, uh, the uh, MLB uh, introduced okay. some new rules. Wow. Uh, this past week, I believe they had some meetings. Sure. Uh, they got together. Um, some some big changes actually, and if you're a, a, a historic or a traditionalist uh, baseball fan, uh, you may not be a fan of a few of them. Uh, they in- include some some changes such as uh, minimum innings for pitchers coming out of the bullpen. Oh, did they pass that? Yeah, so you won't you yeah they have to they have to face three batters now. I like it and I don't. I, I like it because I mean it, I guess I do like it. I just yeah. as a strategist. I only I like guess it, it be- sort of sucks because the idea is that they're trying to get away from this whole thing where the yeah. position players come in and have to play against one batter to, you know, get them through the inning or whatever. Yeah, but uh, well, not even just that. I, like the the pitching changes slow down the game, right? Yeah, if you're bringing a guy in for one out and then you're pulling him out to get the second, like another guy to get the second and third outs, and it's taking. 10, 15 minutes to throw the ball nine times, or maybe even less than mm-hmm. that. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah, like, that's not really great for the watchability. Even as a fan at the sport, like at the game, you don't you don't want that either. Let's move this along a little no, bit. No, definitely. Uh, they've reduced the number of mound visits managers are allowed to make from six to five. Uh, time between innings will now be less than two minutes, where in years past it's been about two two five uh, between for the commercial breaks. Um, also they're starting a, a new uh, experiment in the all-star game in which they're going to play uh, a, a, a base runner on second base if uh, the game goes uh, into extra innings and this has been something they've talked about uh, implicating into the uh, you know full schedule down the road uh, they've also expanded the roster sizes uh, moving forward for next next season not this season next season you'll uh, you'll get one more guy in your clubhouse so a, a 26-man roster 
And just so anyway, where I'm going with this is that, you know, the league has come in and they've put a bunch of changes all at once in an attempt to improve the entertainment value of their game, um, maybe to the chagrin of some fans, maybe to the chagrin of some GMs, some managers. But the league is is trying to do its best in terms of uh, a product that they're going to put on the field, no pun intended. Um, And it, 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 it... What pun was there? put the product on the field you put your players on the field is product on the field a saying to put their it would products. just that just would be a baseball saying yeah <laughs> like i don't it's I don't, just literal in this sense no like i don't host very often right okay just let me yeah no let me, it's okay it's it. okay you're doing great um so anyway all these changes kind of got me wondering um if if i had the power to make uh, any rule change in the national hockey league what would it be and uh, i i pose the question oh, to you God. as well sir so, fuck. Is there, is there one thing that how you... How big does it need to be? How significant does it need to be? Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to comment on the, maybe the, the height of the glass, but uh, I don't need you to, to change the size of the puck either, so what you're thinking? You got something, you got something height, crazy, don't you? You got something glass. crazy. That's awesome. Um, well, I mean, I guess... Just make it a dome. Just a a domed glass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I guess I can do, like, a, a big change or a little change. I'd have to think about the little change. I mean, if you wanted to make a big change to the game, there's so many things you could do. Like, you can't ice the puck on the on a penalty kill. You, you, you move the game down to four on four. You, you get rid of offsides. Like, you can do any number of these things to try and, and make the game better. And as a traditionalist, I don't really like it. I'd be curious to watch a professional league without offsides or four on, or like it's all four on four or something like that. Hmm. I'd like to see it. I'm not saying I want the NHL to do it, but I'd like to see someone do it because I'm curious to see the outcome of it and whether or not I would fall in love with like a 11 8 hockey game. So, I mean, you could do that. In terms of little things, though, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the video review is getting worse. Like, it's just like, the, it's almost like they're getting calls wrong on purpose now, I think. Like, hmm. I see calls come back. Like, I don't remember there being this much outrage as there has been, like, this year. It feels like more than half of them they're getting wrong now. I, I don't know what it is. So I think there's there's something to be done there. What it is, I don't know. I don't even think I really want to have an idea. Just, just fix it, because it's broken, I think. I don't know. You don't know. No, if, if if I had the uh, you know encompassing all worldly power that Gary Bettman possesses, um, I would I would address the standings. Uh, I would I would change up the point system. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, no, would, that that's true. That's broken. I'd go three three points for a win, uh, two for an overtime win, uh, one for an overtime loss, and and I'm I'm sorry, one point only for a shootout win. So if you lose in the shootout, you don't get anything. If you win in a shootout, you get less than well, what you okay. get in an overtime now, win. Now, that, d- that does remind me. I, I do firmly believe that three-on-three three overtime should be ten minutes. Oh, that would be part of that, my... That yeah. would be mine, yeah. I guess. Because, um, listen, as someone who actually is in the minority and likes shootouts, I don't like how close they are to deciding games. I think after ten minutes, if, if both teams want to play it safe and take it to a shootout and roll the dice and see who wins there... Um, that's on them, but they shouldn't get rewarded for doing that. You know, um, you know what, what? The game should be ended by a hockey play. Sure. And three on three is a hockey game because, like, I don't really get the the people that argue that it's gimmicky because two on two would be gimmicky. 
three-on-three is a literal level of players that can happen during a game. Yeah. Like, if teams take enough penalties, three-on-three happens, two-on-two doesn't fucking happen. Right. That would be gimmicky. Three-on-three is a legitimate hockey test. And and four-on-four isn't enough of a change to make a No, four-on-four is not nearly enough. Um, Well, I mean, look how many games we're going no shootout before we did three-on-three, because four-on-four is not that much of a difference, depending on your team. There's only so many teams in the league where the game is that much different four-on-four. Yeah. Toronto being one of them, because they're just so skilled, you know. Uh, but there are a lot of teams. It's it's about it's about the same. Yeah. Um. And and you know what? I think that people would appreciate shootouts more if there were less of. Them. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that goes with that. You know. Yeah. The shootout isn't this bad evil thing because I don't I don't think we can have ties. We're we're past ties, and if you can't have ties, no, for sure, then no, you have to have a shootout. So. Um. But there's the it's it's the level of them. When they first came in, everyone loved them. Everyone wanted to see a shooter. Like I've never seen one live. Well, I'd like to see one live. But once I've seen one live, I don't ever have to see one ever again. Sure. So if there's less shootouts to watch night in and night out, then the allure of them becomes grandeur. Yeah. You know? I mean, the thing with shootouts and the argument I've always had, too, is people, like, argue, again, about them being gimmicky. Shootouts are, again, still a way to test the skill of the game, though. Like, it still is a way to test it. Like, penalty shots and breakaways happen. It's not a great way. I'm not saying it's a... And that's why it should be 10 minutes into overtime. Yeah. But... It is a It way. is still a way. It like is it's, a way. St- it's not that terrible. I, I find that there's no entertainment for me, though. It's... it's I just... It happens. It's like, okay, the game's going to shoot out. Then... There used to be. Whatever. Then I I'll, think there I'll, used to be. I'll, I'll watch something else. I'll put on... March Madness. I'll put on baseball. I'll well, put on fuck. You know what I mean? Like I'd I'll, rather I'll, put on March Madness than go. any fucking hockey game the next three weeks. I'll, I'll switch to the late game that's actually got real hockey going on, and then like yeah. in ten minutes, no, I'll just know way. who won that shootout. Yeah, and I right? used to be the opposite way. Like I would turn on a game because it went to a shootout, because I wanted to see. Sure, but that was in like 2008, 2011. Yeah, maybe even as recently as like 2013, 2014. Since we put in this three on three, I don't, I don't need it anymore. No, ten minutes is good. Even fucking twelve minutes, like you know what I mean? Yeah, down whatever. Right so, but uh, and just have like a mini intermission after six minutes or something. Yeah, you know, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, uh, do yeah, like like soccer, have two different overtime periods if you got to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, that would be my change too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, standing and the point system. Yeah, the point system. That that whole thing. That's, it's terrible. That's one and one on its own. Like it's fucking terrible. You've got nights where there are teams in the league with like fourteen overtime losses, and those are worth fourteen it's, points. It's, those are yeah, fourteen loss points. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like not break. only that. You look at the other night, the Avalanche win, and the the three. I teams, think that's who I'm talking about. The, it's Colorado. The, the, the three teams that they're chasing were you know Minnesota, Dallas, and Phoenix, and they all lost, and the Avalanche gained no ground. The league keeps telling us that this loser point is supposed to make playoff races tighter. Well, no, because if everyone's getting points night in and night out, then no one's gaining ground on anybody, and it's just an artificial playoff race. The, yeah, the Avs are two points back, but they're not really two points back because the teams ahead of them can lose and still maintain their pace. So if you can put a system in place where you can gain literally more points, uh, you know, three times as many points for a win as a team that loses in overtime, you're going to have a much more exciting uh race of, of playoff uh you know action down the stretch oh 100 so. because we're at the point now where teams who say they're banged up let's use arizona as an example although arizona doesn't play this way but just say you're a team in arizona's situation and you're rick talking 
and you can just go in and tell your team that is clearly not better than the team you're playing almost any given night and say just tie every shift for 60 minutes and then we'll leave it up to rolling the dice in overtime. Tie every shift. Well, then the game is probably only going to be a 1-1-2-2 game going into overtime. Mm -hmm. But if you need those three points and there's three points on the table and uh, overtime shoots you in the foot for what you're going to get out of a win... You're not trying to tie every shift. You're going to take some risks on at least a few shifts to try and get a goal. Yeah. The league is moving towards speed and offense. This is the most offense we've seen in a season since who fucking knows oh, six, when. Oh, like, seven technically, but is that even? That I didn't even really realize that. Year, I thought we so. were higher than that this year. We're on pace with them. It's, okay. It's gonna be close. Oh, well, it's hard to say yeah. so far, but like regardless, the league is moving that way. Take every step you can to help it move that way. Um. Because as a again, as a traditionalist and a and a historian going back to that, I definitely like the idea of seeing hundred plus point totals on the board again because mm-hmm. it was kinda getting annoying to have to discuss who was better, Ovechkin or Burray. Let's adjust for inflation, you know what I mean? Like and now no, they're putting up the same point totals as they did kind Jamie of Jamie Ben with the eighty seven point art Ross. Exactly. Yeah. Like that that's brutal to me, man. The Art Ross yeah. winner should have at least ninety five points. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's just the way I'd look at it. Like, yeah. that's the way it should be. Uh, you, we grew up Hit in an era where there was, you know, five or six guys that were topping out 100 points. Fuck, even, in the, even before the lockout, you would get someone probably Steve Eisman had right? 132 points one year, didn't win the Art Ross. Right. Like, that's, that's, that was reality at one point yeah. in the NHL. The Leafs' and record for points in a season is like 190 or something. Well, it's not that much, no, but... 127. 100, see, like, that's, that's a number that was, until recently, incomprehensible of a Leaf ever breaking. Yeah. If the league continues to move this way, yeah, I could see Mitch Marner putting up 130 Maybe. points some yeah, season. Sure, he's going to hit 90 this year, and he's just only going to get better. So, you know who you know who could put up 130 points, and I wouldn't complain. John Tavares, sure. Mitch Marner, William Nylander. Oh, okay. Austin yeah. Matthews, yeah. Morgan Riley, Casper, <laughs> Trevor, huge ass more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there, there you have it. Uh, our our grand changes to the NHL if yeah. we had our, our way. So, oh, and you know the other change I would make? Hit me. Chicago can't play an outdoor game for the next three years. No one can play an outdoor game for the next three if years. If you've played one, you have to take three years off. It's like the alternate jersey thing. You can't just bring in an alternate jersey every year. Okay. There's a limit. I didn't know there was a limit. Yeah, the NHL, uh, you can only make... Well, when you become a new team, you can only make a jersey change after three years. So, like, when the Jets came in, they had to keep the same jerseys for three years. They couldn't do, like, the Heritage or anything like that. It had to be those jerseys. And then there's also a limit, like, you can't introduce a brand new alternate every year. Um, They brought that in, like, I think when Reebok became the jersey. Like, I don't even think that was an Adidas thing. But it might not have been the same number. Like, you might have only been able to adjust. Okay. Like, one jersey every year could change. You can only have, like, four different jerseys or something. Okay. They brought that in not to, I don't know what the number is. But there is definitely a limitation because it's the same thing as like, it's like, it's sort of the same rule as in the playoffs. You have to wear your darks. If you're at home, you have to wear your whites if you're on the road. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's why the jets don't do the whites at home. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. No, no outdoor games for Chicago. Actually funny, uh... funny story too. I was going to say like when I was, uh, when I was in Winnipeg was, I was looking at jerseys and they were talking about how like ever, because everyone who has jets Jersey has a white Jersey. And whether or not they wear it to the game, like, because there's always a lot of dark jerseys, most of these people also have a white jersey. Because apparently Winnipeg is so crazy about their whiteout 
And they'll ask you permission because they're friendly. But if you wear a dark Jets jersey to a, a playoff game, they will offer to spray paint it white for you. It's pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Yeah. So that, like, when you look at it on TV and you see, like, a whiteout, there are people with spray-painted clothing. Painted white. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I had a story to tell, too, from that trip, but I don't remember what it is. Maybe it'll come to me before we're done here. Well, before we are done here, I've got a little quiz for Brutes, because we didn't oh. really have enough time to get a, a top ten in place. Uh, he was off in the big city enjoying uh, the the Jets and the Pats, if, if, you, didn't, uh, if you didn't hear. Um... So yeah, no top ten. We're gonna do a little quiz, and uh, the quiz is inspired by um, the recent play of Elias Pettersson this past weekend, who, uh, with sixty-two points on the season, has set a new rookie record for the Vancouver Canucks, surpassing Pavel Bure's record of sixty-one. Uh, this, of course, follows closely on the heels of uh, Austin Matthews breaking the uh, Leafs' rookie record a couple years ago. Um, so today we're gonna go over a couple other teams, and I'm gonna have oh. you try to tell me. Who the rookie leader for points in a season? I gotta is. tell you who. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the team. For every team, okay. I'm gonna give you the team, and okay. and you're gonna give me uh, who you think uh, the player is, and uh, maybe if you have a, a guess at the point total, which uh, is not necessary, but is a fun little uh, addition that you yeah. could, you could toss around. So um, I'm, gonna get, <sighs> I'm gonna get you started. We're gonna go with the uh, the Calgary Flames. Their rookie point leader. Rookie point leader. Who do you got to beat if you're a new flame coming into the league? That's not an easy one. No? I, I don't it, think I so. It, I thought it was kind of easy. It has to be Jerome Aginla. Well. Oh, f- is it Flurry? No. Okay. I'm going with Aginla. Uh, no. Uh, I, I, I don't know Jerome Aginla's uh, rookie numbers off the top of my head, but uh, I can tell you uh, that uh, in uh, 1987-88... A guy by the name of uh, Joe Newendike, uh came into the league with 51 goals and 92 points. I didn't know that. To set the record. Yeah, Joe yeah. Newendike. I think he had the exact same point total the next year, too. I don't so. want to rip the Calgary Flames history too much, but, like, there's only so many people that could have been. That's fair. <laughs> like, I don't know. I forgot he even played there. Okay, so uh, next, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, it's pretty much one of two guys. I, I think it's down to one it's, of two guys. Uh, I'm going to say it was Mario. How many points do you think Mario would have had if he was a, Fuck, uh, a, probably in his rookie a lot. season? I feel like he had a lot in his rookie. I'm going to say 132. Uh, Mario Lemieux had 100 points in his rookie season. That's not the record. Two less than Sidney oh, Crosby. Oh, that's not the... I knew right away, like, I knew Crosby's number, but I'm like, there's no way Lemieux got that little. Yeah. So How many, what did Lemieux only play like 30 games that year uh, or something to get 100 points? 73. Fuck. So. What a bum. Yeah. I got you with that one. Yeah. Got you good, you fucker. Yeah. I'll tell you when it's time to grow a mustache. Coffee rookie. served. Oh, no, no. That's rabbits. That's rabbits. Yeah, okay. I get it. It's rabbits. Oh, look. A bar of soap. Oh, shit. I got you good, you fucker. Um, the. Oh, no. I can't do that one. Uh-huh. The Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, that could be a lot of people. I picked it because it's funny. Can I get a number? Of points? Yeah. Uh, 82. Really? I'm going with Eric Lindros. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's incorrect. Eric Lindros had 75 points in his rookie season. In yeah, 61 I knew it games. was around there. I knew it was around there. Um, fellow Legion of Doom line member, however, Mikhail Renberg. Come on. 
with the rookie record in Philadelphia. So uh, you take that for what it's worth, uh, all you fans at home. I'm going to hit you real hard with the over-unders next week, just so you know. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to have to tell me Eris Bramanis' uh, career high in goals for sure. I'm in for a world of pain, am I? Oh, yeah. All right. The Edmonton Oilers. Goody. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, that is uh, incorrect. Uh, because the NHL deemed Wayne Gretzky to not be oh, a rookie. Oh, right. Fuck. Can I have another guess? You may have another guess. Fuck. What's the number? The number is 75 points in 75 games. Huh. Yari Curry. That is correct. Nice. There you go. You're on the I board. couldn't even remember if he was a rookie there or not. I, yeah. I was like, did he play somewhere before? No, you are uh, you are on the board, my good sir. Put it on the board. All right. You so, buying the show? Am I buying the show? I yeah. don't know. I, I don't think know. I'm going to. I bought it last year and I was kind of disappointed. So, Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy it and I'll let you know. I would be. Like. Uh, I'd be interested if if we bought it online. I'd uh, I'd share it with you, and we could go halfers on one copy, and then you know it's half price for us. Doesn't that mean we can only play it at different no. times? No, it's a nice little loophole with uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, we're doing that. Beautiful. What? Yeah. How does that work? I, I don't know how they haven't figured it out yet, but it's got something to do with like if you're a family, but you can literally just do it with whoever you want. John's, so do, John's got like four buddies that he. So do I just log into your account to use it? Like I don't get it. Yeah, or you have to versa? log in as me the first time, download it to your system off my account, uh, but then you can just log back into your account and it's on your system. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I should delete the last two minutes so there's no record of us having done that because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners at the at the PlayStation Store. I hope so, because. I shop there, and I always have. And there's no better place to get your games <laughs> than PlayStation Network. Uh, you got it. Um, number five on our list, uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh-huh. Phil Esposito? No, uh, a fantastic guest, though. I, I give you mad props. Yeah, I, I really didn't think it could be anyone else. Um, 102 points. Phil Esposito didn't get, like, 120 points in his first season? No. Right. Uh, in fact, in 92 Please tell me, okay. A guy Good. by the name of Joey Juno set okay. the Boston Bruins record. See, I'm, I'm almost I'm almost happier with that because I thought you were going to tell me it was Cam Neely and I was going to fucking snap. Mm. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be good. Uh, I'm going to make this one the last. Uh, I got I got two more for you. Okay. I got two more. I don't so care. this yeah, is the second last. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. What's the number? 87. Ooh. I gotta go with my boy, man. I don't know. I don't have another one. I'm uh, I'm going with Sergei Fedorov. Uh, a very admirable guess. Uh, Sergei Fedorov debuted with 79 points. Ugh. Uh, falling eight points short of the record set by second overall pick Stevie Eiserman yeah. in the 1983 draft. Yeah. Stevie Eiserman with the record in Detroit. All right. Last but not least, my good man, the Arizona Coyotes. What's the number? 132. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah. Because I was thinking Danny Briere at like 60 points or something. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's Team Mussolini. It is Team Mussolini, yeah. who has the all-time single-season rookie record for points. Uh, a, a ridiculous 76-goal performance in yeah. his first season before the Winnipeg Jets sadly moved away. 
to Arizona. Well, they're back now. And, they're back. And probably better for it, and to be honest good. with you. And feeling good. And feeling good. You know, like, I've never really thought about it, too, until this weekend. But, like, I was thinking about it. The The Winnipeg Jets leaving is probably the best thing that could have happened for the Winnipeg Jets. Because that franchise is so fucking alive and healthy right now, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so much pride in that city for that team. I, I can't get over it. It's, it's honestly infectious. It's, uh... It's, it's, it's awesome. Like, I mean, even like to go like, so we went to the game and there were four of us who went to the game and uh, for former guest of the podcast, Mike Wern was with me. And, uh, after the game, the Jets win song is, do you know it? I don't. It's uh come fly with me by Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. Which is pretty sick. So I walked up to Mike Wern singing it in on the concourse. I'm like, come fly with me. And I'm like, I'm loving it. And, uh. He, like I hugged him and he was pissed and like after about 10 minutes he like looks at me he's like that's a pretty sick wind song you know what I mean like they're just yep. they're just nailing it right now yep. though you know and and full respect to them I uh I gotta say I'd, I'd almost rather it be their year than the Leafs at this point because I uh I think they definitely deserve it in that city they they're they've been working hard as a fan base and good for them it's fantastic. I, w- I certainly wouldn't complain over a Winnipeg Jet Stanley Cup. No. Uh, the Hockey News uh, predicted in 2015 that this was their year. Yeah. So we'll see. I gotta say too, I'd much rather go to Winnipeg in June than I than I would in March. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. I saw I saw your drive down. I I was not envious. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Uh, I'm sure most of you are aware now, but if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen, I'll share it to the uh, the laced up page, and you can. See what we had to drive through. The drive from Kenora to Winnipeg is maybe about an hour and 30, hour and 45 minutes. And uh, it took us three and a half hours. That's, uh, it that's was, fucked. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the number of vehicles in ditches that we saw was, was over 40 for sure. Wow. It was a lot. First time drivers. Yeah, most of them were uh, like 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 transport trucks too. So you'd think that they would know. Better than anyone to just slow down, but yeah. uh, whatever. No, there you Hopefully, go. no one was hurt. But driving, uh, driving in northwestern Ontario is uh, not for the faint of heart. See, thank so. God we ran in. Well, I mean, I was gonna, never mind. I was gonna say thank God we ran into that in Manitoba, and not like on that highway yeah, strip. Yeah. But like, you wouldn't have had winds like that in Ontario because no. it was just pure prairie blowing snow. So cold winds uh, a blowing. Cold winds a blowing. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah, that's this, this is your job. Th- now. That's that's it for uh, laced up a hockey podcast this week. Back to back weeks with not a lot happening in the NHL. So we're hoping for some big news moving forward here. We have well, the playoffs coming up. You're you're hoping. I don't care. I'm I'm. You're in this, March Madness. This is mode. the end of my NHL interaction until next week when we sit down and talk about the NHL. So we have to uh, we have to do a bonus March Madness episode if we can. Squeeze it in somewhere. Fuck yeah, maybe maybe quick thirty minute wrap up yeah. of uh, of some of the games or something. Right. I don't know. So, so did uh, you 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 didn't say like you haven't filled out your bracket? No, I haven't. Who do you have any early thoughts or what? Because this is the first year I didn't take Villanova to win. Okay, and it kind of hurt me. I, I like Gonzaga and I like the Michigans. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, yeah, going going Gonzaga. I do like Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. So. And uh, you know what? Uh, a little bit, bit, bit of a homer pick, maybe. Uh, I got a soft spot for Minnesota. So, yeah, I was watching them on the weekend. I don't know how they got a ten seed. I don't know how they made the that. Team. That yeah. is a terrible fucking team, man. People are talking about them. They might beat Louisville too. Like I don't, I don't know how. 
I saw the How? logo. Uh, Coach aside, that's it. I saw the logo come up, and I, I'm not even joking. I, I thought it was the women's tournament that they were discussing. Yeah. I was like, there's, there's no way the men's. Well, I, made saw, it. I saw Minnesota, and I'm yeah. like, like yeah. Minnesota University of Duluth. You mean the, the Gophers? Yeah, like UMD or yeah. yeah but, no, uh, it's the actual University of Minnesota. Yeah, I, I guess I only have like like 18 hours now to fill up my bracket. Otherwise, I'm. I can't register. Yeah, it's so. uh, it's getting to be time, man. Let's, uh, study up tonight, I guess, and uh, get it in there. So yeah, uh, yeah. So that is laced up a hockey podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, like us on other. So I can't remember what you say. Um, we're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Music, Spotify, Clomper. Uh, Portugal Google Play Radio. Portugal Radio. I, did, you, did you get to hear it the uh, last week's podcast? Portugal uh, Radio. When you were driving, I, back? Uh, I didn't listen to the last maybe twenty minutes. Oh, I did God. listen. You, you got to do yourself the favor and, and appreciate the work that I did uh, in the outro. Oh yeah, you'll okay. enjoy that. So I might get to that. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm literally still a week behind on like podcasts, TV shows, yeah. like everything. You're like a you got a you got a burn going on at this point. You got to get that that lotion on you. That that uh, tank top's not doing it for you. No. So. No. Nope. <laughs> Should be a good time. I'm traveling to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma to cover the uh, March Madness tournament this week. So Tulsa, lots of snow there. Let's all go to Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when Chandler moves to Tulsa? Yeah, I do. That's honestly one of my favorite friends' storylines. Because it like it came out of nowhere and made no sense. Yeah, yeah I'm, mo- I'm moving to Tulsa. Then they picked like the perfect <laughs> city. Like it was just far enough away. From New York, too, where it was just like, oh, that sucks. Like, it was just like, they picked the perfect spot. Yeah. No, that, that is an underrated uh, subplot of, of the Friends series, for sure. This episode on right now might be one of the ones before he moves to Tulsa. Like, we're getting right close. before, I we're think. Getting it's close. getting to be around that time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, that's us. Um, I'm bad at wrapping things up. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my attempt at hosting. <laughs> Follow us on Stitcher, yeah. Clomper. <laughs> So, uh, James, who'd you pick for March Madness? Wait, did I do that already? Okay. (laughs) All right, bye. Okay, see you later. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru In Lama Land, there's a one-man band And he'll toot his flute for you Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue Once I get you up there where the 